We're all about the University of South Florida, but we also want to keep you informed on the Bulls' conference opponents. That's why three times a week we go around the American. With today's show, here's Derek Sharp. And on this Monday program, we begin to recap some tennis. Of course, we'll start off with the major sport in progress. That would be basketball. Still have the number one team in the country on the men's side, although as we know, Houston had to work last week against the USF Bulls. Houston was actually off this weekend. We will tell you who played over the last few days and what's to come. Actually, Houston at Tulane could be very interesting, and I mean really interesting, on Tuesday night after what happened in New Orleans this weekend. That would be UCF flying high off that double overtime win against Memphis, and to be fair, a pretty quick turnaround and a pretty tough opponent to have to turn around against and play on a Saturday afternoon, and that's what befell UCF, a 77-69 loss to the Green Wave. We keep talking about how their, I guess, non-conference schedule never put Tulane's computer numbers into a great spot, but let me tell you, their actual talent on the court is pretty fun to watch, and it showed out in this contest. Tulane, by the way, now in the top 100 in the net ranking after this victory. Jumped ahead to a big lead. It was 38-23 at the half. It was a 19-point advantage eventually, but UCF chipped away and actually got to within three with more than three minutes to play and had several chances to cut it down even further or, in one case, tie it with an Ithiel Horton three and couldn't hit. Then it was Jalen Forbes finally converting for the Green Wave with 36 seconds left and then free throws to salt it away. So depending on which team you were, it was a misleading final score of 77-69 Tulane Probably thought it should have won by a lot more, and UCF probably thought it should have forced overtime or won the game late. Before we get to the green wave, Tyam Freeman, who is a 6'6 transfer from Indian Hills Community College with some injuries, has been pressed into more duty. He recently went four games straight without a point, then in the last three has scored 13-8, and then in his first start as a Knight, Tried 9 for 14 from the floor, 22 points. So with those 22, he's now averaging almost five a game. That was quite a performance. Taylor Hendricks, the freshman who's been so good for the Knights, was limited to 15 points. On the other side, the Jalens. Jalen with the Y Forbes, 3 for 8 on threes, 10 for 10 at the line, 27 points. Jalen without a Y Cook, 7 for 19 from the floor, 2 for 9 on threes, and 21 points with five steals. Kevin Cross added 16 points. Tulane turned it over a bunch of times for them, 14. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but they are actually top 20 in the country. They only turn it over 10 and a half times per game. So again, in my opinion, a pretty strong team. And Tulane will be playing Houston in New Orleans on Tuesday night. That is going to be a madhouse worthy of national television, but it'll be on ESPN+. Plus. So while those are your top two teams record-wise, Houston 5-0, Tulane 5-1, Temple nearly pulled off an upset of Memphis and would have itself gone to 5-1, for that matter. UCF was gunning for that spot. But Kendrick Davis and the Tigers win at the buzzer. A contested, tough baseline jumper by the amazing Kendrick Davis gives the Tigers the 61-59 win in Philadelphia after Damian Dunn had hit a three to tie it up with five seconds to go. He scored 23 points. They got a double-double from Nick Jourdain, who scored a season high with 16 while adding 10 boards. Davis and DeAndre Williams of Memphis, both with 20 points, 16 of Davis's coming in the second half. Temple shot just one for 11 on threes while committing 11 turnovers, but somehow kept it 
25-23 at the half. Memphis was only 2 of 13 on threes. And then Temple would go up by 9 with just 9 to play. 45-36 Memphis answers back with the next 7 points. The Tigers are never out of a game. Still in this one, they fell back 6. Davis scored 8 in a 12-0 run. And now it's Temple's turn to come back from down 4, getting the next 4. And it was back and forth until that tying three by Dunn and the winner by Davis. What a game. As were the other two played on Saturday. The one we just told you about was Sunday. Remember when Wichita State was down 14 and beat the Bulls and probably weren't too happy about it? Well, I wasn't either. This time, they were down to one of their most longstanding rivals, that would be Tulsa, by 16 and won the largest second-half comeback in Coke Arena history. This was all done with effort. They were down 47-31, to 31, and the Shockers didn't hit a bunch of threes. They were two for 17, but kept pounding it inside, trying to get to the line, and that worked. They were 23 for 26 on the game, 15 of 17 in the second half. Well, Tulsa was going five for eight and just one of nine at the free throw line after a big time first half that saw the Golden Hurricane go nine of 13 on distance. Sam Griffin finished with 25 points to lead Tulsa on Wichita side. Jaquan Walton scored 19, seven for seven at the line. And if you're wondering, uh, Melvin Flanagan, the kid who hit those back-to-back threes and had a career-high 16 against the Bulls, he um, went scoreless. Anyway, the other game on Saturday was also dramatic with Cincinnati. That's the Bulls' next opponent beating SMU 54-52, so we'll hold off until Wednesday and tell you more about the Bearcats. We'll tell you right now, though, they are in a three-way tie for third with Temple and UCF. Memphis is at 3-2. and two. The Bulls are technically tied for ninth at 1-4 and four with SMU. Then it's East Carolina 1-5, and five, Tulsa 0-6. Oh According to the net rankings, there's still a decent chance that the league could get in three teams. Houston, of course, number one. UCF 43, Memphis 46. Then it's about a 40 drop-off to Cincinnati. Remember on Friday's show, we wondered who was going to be the player of the week. Kendrick Davis had those 42 points, but it was in a quote-unquote losing effort a phrase that I hate when you score 42 points. That is not a losing effort. But then three other players had 31 points, including Marcus Sasser against the Bulls' Tyler Harris and Jalen Forbes for Tulane. Of course, he followed that 31 up with 27 against UCF. So the conference did the right thing. They split the Player of the Week honors between Forbes and Kendrick Davis. 42 in one game, 20 in the other, including the game-winning shot. That's the right way to go. And as we keep an eye to next year and the addition of the teams from the Conference USA, got to mention today, Florida Atlantic getting put into the top 25. They've been in the top 15 of the net ranking forever now, and it just seemed like it was a little bit of a strange quirk. But they did beat the Florida Gators, and they just finished off already a season sweep of the second-best team in that conference, North Texas, sandwiched around a thrilling comeback to beat UAB, the third-best team. I mentioned those other two teams. Of course, they're also headed to the American next year. And the fourth-best team by computer is Charlotte at 82. So four top 100 teams, led by the now 24th-ranked team in the country and still in the top 15, according to the computers, FAU Owls. And you watch, they'll lose to Western Kentucky tonight on the road, guaranteed. Now on to the women's side of things, and the women of USF continue to lead the way, but Tulsa and Houston were playing for, well, to stay undefeated and technically right behind the Bulls, and the Tulsa Golden Hurricane get it done barely. 
70 to 68, the final score, they only put up six points in the fourth quarter. But to get to that point, doing the job against a red-hot Houston team and doing it not the normal way, they are the nation's leader in three-point attempts. They were only five for 15 in this game. But at the free throw line is where Tulsa got and flourished. In building their first half lead, they were 13 for 16 at the line. They led at the break 42 to 34. Again, they only put up six in the fourth quarter. Houston cut it to three with 37 seconds left. Tulsa winds the clock down, misses, and then Houston gets a look at a tying three, but Layla Blair was off. Tulsa gets the rebound and a couple of free throws. Then Houston's Blair hits a three-pointer right at the buzzer. The Cougars second in the country in forcing turnovers, and Tulsa did a really good job of avoiding falling into that trap 15. Not a bad total against them. Tamira Poindexter, their outstanding freshman, led the way with 22 points. Now, she actually had no assist to five turnovers, but again, overall, they did a pretty good job. Maddie Biddle scored 18, and Delaney Crawford, who is their point guard, who did have four assists and four turnovers, added 16 points. Three Cougar starters all scored between 16 and 17 points and combined to go 22 for 48. Three players combining for 48 shots, including two for nine from three for Layla Blair. The other one, Cameron Jones, not a three-point shooter, an inside player, had a big day, 16 points and 14 rebounds. So that's the team the Bulls play next, Houston, and they're good. Forget their overall record. Again, they had a bunch of close losses in the buildup to conference. The other scores from the weekend, UCF grabs its first conference victory as it had to hold off Wichita State 59-56. to Not a pretty offensive game. In fact, very much the grinder of a game that that final score would make you think. It was 28-26 UCF at the half. Shockers actually took a five-point lead, but that was briefly because UCF answered with back-to-back threes. And this game was on that level the rest of the way. The entire fourth quarter, neither team led by more than two until a pair of free throws by UCF with six seconds left. Wichita State's outstanding Jane Asinde gave them the lead with about 90 seconds remaining. UCF immediately answered back with two free throws by their veteran Destiny Thomas, one of the very few Knights who did not leave with their head coach Katie Abrahamson Henderson for Georgia. Quick sidetrack, Georgia has gone from a team that started off looking very much like an NCAA tournament team to now in the heart of the SEC falling to 13-7. and seven. So this situation that has continued to be in the back of my mind all year that Georgia and USF will somehow meet in the NCAA tournament and could have a Warren I-4 feel, that's off the table for now anyway. And double side note, Alabama got a big win at surging Ole Miss. I mentioned that because, of course, the Bulls beat Alabama, which happens to be now the third highest ranked team, according to the computers, in the net ranking. It's number one, South Carolina, number two, LSU, and number 16, Alabama. And while I'm at it, before we get back to how this game between UCF and Wichita finished, the Bulls have also beaten Texas and Arkansas, two teams that jumped ahead of them in the voted on polls today. Now, as far as how this game finished, UCF, I mentioned, took the lead on the free throws. Wichita had two possessions with which to take the lead, including a great move with about 15 seconds left by Wichita point guard DJ McCarty. She shook her defender off but had already picked up her dribble, so she was kind of in an awkward, even though the lane was wide open, had to put up a layup from basically outside the paint, and it bounced out. Two free throws at the end. Thomas, with those 24 points, shot 9 for 14. The rest of the nights were 12 for 40. That would be 30%, but it was enough. Both teams hit just three three three-point shots each in 28 total attempts. 
That was the lone game on Sunday. We told you, of course, about Tulsa and Houston, the other Saturday action. Saw Memphis roll at Cincinnati 78-58 to after the Tigers guard duo of Jamire Schutz and Madison Griggs when it combined 5-for-26 and 1-for-13 on threes against the Bulls for a total of 11 points against Cincinnati. They went a combined 12-for-22 from the floor. Shoots had 22 points, got back to the free throw line, which is what she loves to do, 11-for-14. Griggs added 19 for the Tigers. And in the other game, wow, it was almost another victory in a 4-and-1 start for East Carolina, led by their all-of-a-sudden spectacular senior guard, Danae McNeil. She used to be at Clemson, had not really gotten much going, was doing okay in double figures per game, but of late has been scoring career highs every single time out for the Pirates, who were losing at SMU at halftime, 38-22. And based on McNeil's shooting and their, of course, pressure defense, got the lead. SMU, though, fought back from deficits both in the fourth quarter, again, after being up 16 and in overtime to win, and actually SMU at 3-2 and two in the conference because they can't lose at home. So if East Carolina can fully complete that comeback, they're actually alone in third place. Instead, it's Bulls at 5-0, and Tulsa 4-0, Houston 3-1, and and SMU and East Carolina both at 3-2. and That wild game featured both the player of the week and the freshman of the week announced on Monday afternoon. McNeil averaged 27 points, career high 28 against Temple, and then 26 with six steals. In that SMU game, she had 22 of her points in the second half in OT. But Ella Brow, the freshman for SMU, who made the winning shot in the final minute of OT, got freshman of the week, averaged 10 points, 6 assists, and and 5.5 rebounds. The lone bull to get honorable mention, by the way, was Sammy Puises. Two games on Tuesday night, Tulane at UCF, Tulsa at Temple. Men's tennis got started. As you know, Wichita State went on the road to Tempe, Arizona, took a 6-1 win over Grand Canyon, which is based out of Phoenix, and then lost to Illinois out there 6-1 before playing two more matches on Sunday. So they got their money's worth. They beat Bryant easily and then lost to the host Sun Devils 4-1. SMU hosted Denver and got a 7-0 sweep of a victory. After a fine season last year, Tulsa starts off 3-0, three home matches, three easy wins against Omaha, La Tech, and Wyoming. Cincy wins a tight one in Indy against Butler 4-3, nice win. Memphis went to Purdue, gave the Boilers a battle, but lost 4-3, and East Carolina went to the second-ranked team in the country, North Carolina, and got swept. That'll wrap Around the American on a Monday. I'm Derek Sharp.